Ladies and gentlemen, this is the World Series of Politics, where Brendan Bussman and Brant Iden race through the turn on key legislative and regulatory developments around the gaming world. As these two come up to the green flag, let's get into this race for expansion and opportunity for the industry to grow until we hit the checkered flag on another episode of the World Series of Politics. Welcome back to another World Series of Politics sponsored by IGB. I'm your host, Brent Iden from Sport Radar, along with my very good friend, Brendan Bussman from B Global. And we are always excited to be back with you for now our third installment. Brendan, how are you? I'm great, Brent. How are you? Is this is this our third inaugural, or is this, this is just our third? This is our third inaugural. Based upon the last one, this is our third inaugural. Yes, yeah, well, so we're back know, at it. it Hey, hey, we've made it three and we got plenty more to go and we'll just call it the inaugural season. Then that way we're covered overall. You know, I like that. That is good political spin. The inaugural season of the World Series of Politics. Yes, yes. Many seasons to come. Hopefully they're more undefeated than Nebraska is at this point. Whoa, I wasn't going to say it. You're the Nebraska guy, so I wasn't I wasn't going to say it. But well, we are off to the races and without a doubt, obviously college football season, we're uh, coming close, I guess, Thursday's the first NFL game. We are right in the thick of sports betting, and I'll tell you, we got a lot of exciting stuff. We're going to talk about Kansas on this episode. We're going to talk about what's going on in Maryland. We're going to recap what's been going on in uh, some of the states that have been out there for uh, over a year now, such as Arizona, and maybe what's to come. So, uh, well, without further ado, let's lead it off. What's going on in Kansas, Brendan? Well, Kansas had their launch last week, uh, their soft launch, if you want to call it that. Uh, they clearly are, uh, you know, trying to uh, get things moving with a big launch coming this Thursday uh, when the NFL kicks off, which is obviously prime time uh, for sports wagering. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. But, you know, I think the, the bigger question that came out of Kansas last week uh, wasn't necessarily what was happening uh, on the western side of the border, but the people on the eastern side that were saying, hey, let us play, let us in. Uh, you have any insight into that, Brand? You know, that's interesting. So I was looking at that. Uh, obviously, that data provided by our friends over at GeoComply. And I saw that report in the Kansas Star, which said that uh, there were 16,000 attempts in Missouri on September 1. Think about that. 16,000 attempts to try to get on and place a sports wager. Does that mean that people in Missouri want to bet? I think it does, but I don't know. What do you think? Um, you know, I think if it doesn't mean they, they want to bet, then something's inherently wrong and they don't know where they're at in the, in the whole metro area of Kansas City. But, you know, clearly, and, and we've talked about this on our last episode, that, uh, you know, when you get in these border situations, uh, and especially a metro area like Kansas City that has the Chiefs, and, you know, when it comes to, uh, to college, whether it's K-State and, and the Jayhawks uh, to the west or or the Tigers to the East, you've got a fan base there that wants to wager and wants to be a part of the game. And it's about fan engagement. And, you know, I think Missouri's going to be sorry that it didn't get something passed earlier this year. Um, and we'll have to see how 23 works out uh, heading into that session. But uh, clearly uh, not all the stars aligned. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of finger pointing going on and how that happened, but Missouri's want to gamble just as much as those in Kansas. So, uh, well, yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Of those 16,000 attempts, uh, I thought that this was interesting. 60% of those lo were located in Kansas City. And this furthers your point, Brendan, that, you know, this is really, this is a border war. I mean, that's, that's when we've seen this before in New York and New Jersey. And this is just, uh, 
sometimes it's folks testing the limits, seeing, well, where can I really place a wager? How close can I be to the line? And sometimes it's just people didn't know. They're being marketed to, obviously. Uh, you and I were recently in Kansas City, and we saw advertisements everywhere. We saw billboards up. Uh, there were promotions going. Folks maybe didn't know that they couldn't place a wager in Missouri. And so I think it's probably time that the uh, Missouri legislature take a real hard look at this because, I don't know, I think that they're going to lose a lot of money because I'll tell you this, those 16,000 people probably quickly figured out that if they just went over the border and placed a wager, uh, then they could then they could successfully do it. And, of course, uh, Kansas would capture that uh, tax revenue. So I think Missouri's losing out on a lot of money here, more so than predicted. I Well, I would agree with you. And obviously, you know, part of it's going to depend on how well the, uh, the Chiefs do this year. Uh, but definitely, I mean, seeing the number of billboards, seeing the amount of promo play that was being offered, um, you know, and, and obviously you're looking at a metro area like Kansas City um, with 435, you know, as the beltway over that whole thing. Um, as well as 70 going through and 35 and 29 to the north and south, there's clearly an ability to just drive right over and make it happen. The The question becomes, you know, are people willing to do that, which I'm sure, you know, for another 20-minute drive, uh, it's not that much. But clearly, you know, you want to have people marketed to along the way, and whether it was MGM or Caesars or Barstool or any of the other uh, billboards I saw when I was down there about a week ago, uh, clearly there's a plethora out there off of it. And Missouri needs to realize it now at this point, now that Massachusetts is off the board, uh, the longest state to debate this issue of anyone out there. Um, I remember being down in hearings in, in uh, 18 going, hey, we're going to get this done and we're going to get this over. And, you know, at that point we were talking integrity feeds and data feeds. Uh, and obviously oh, man, we're that much takes, further that off takes me that. back. <laughs> that no, takes I me know, back to the but, beginning. But Missouri was one of those first states to do it, and yet it's still, uh, you know, in the in the no column right now and needs to move over to the legal side. So, uh, you know, uh, Jefferson City's losing out on some tax revenue, and unfortunately the offshore books are just making more money off of those in Columbia and elsewhere. That's right. That's right. Well, I think Kansas is going to be um, even a bigger market than what we anticipated, and I do think you're right. I think it obviously is going to depend on how well the Chiefs do, which I, I think Mahomes, is uh, he's been getting it done. I think he's going to get it done again this year. Uh, and so I think it's going to be it's going to be exciting uh, for Kansas. And hopefully, as you say, that prods Missouri to to take some action. I thought that this was an interesting fun fact on this. So two point nine million people in uh, in Kansas. So thirty six most populous states. So we're not talking about a hugely populous state, but. Uh, if you measure the unique devices using uh, for those that downloaded the apps during the first eight hours that Kansas was live, it's on par proportionally with uh, Louisiana and exceeded New York based upon percentage of the adult population. That's a massive that, that was a massive statistic that just blew me away for two point nine million people in a fairly you know lower populous uh, populated state. Uh, that's that's pretty amazing. It means that there's some major sports fans out there, wouldn't you say? Well, absolutely. And I mean, being a being a kid that grew up in the Midwest, I know how passionate they are about sports and um, the the ability on on college and pro, uh, especially when they're doing well to get even further behind your team and have that level of fan engagement is, is critical. Um, and it helps drive the business. It helps drive, you know, further engagement in those sports and, and uh, teams that are out there. And, you know, it's one of those that those statistics, while surprising to some, 
um, aren't necessarily that surprising considering, you know, we saw some of the same statistics with Louisiana um, as it related during the Super Bowl with regard to New York. I mean, everybody talks about New York and the big dollars and that we can talk about the tax revenue and you can hear me banter about why that tax rate's horrible again. But, you know, everybody looks at the numbers in New York and realize there's a lot of other populations out there that have a, a further fan base than people think that are going to wager more per capita on sports. Well, that's a great point. And, uh, you know, that that probably is a good transition point. I know we wanted to talk a little bit. Let's move before we go out east and talk about what's going on in New York with your tax rates and and Maryland. Uh, let's recap a little bit on on Arizona. Obviously, Arizona has been up for a year. Uh, you know, they've had a slow summer out there, as all uh, sports books have had. Summer's always slower as it relates to uh, wagers being placed, et cetera. But how do you think that the market's been faring out in Arizona? And uh, I mean, are you happy with some of the progress? Are you happy with the market? Are you happy with what things look like out there? Uh, you know, I think that that's it won't be quite an exact comparison to Kansas, but I do think that that helps us sort of gauge what what it could look like a year from now. No, absolutely. And obviously we're, you know, Arizona is the one state that, that, you know, you started at the beginning, right at the kickoff last year of NFL season. And, and I think overall it's been a success. Uh, I think people were surprised initially at some of the numbers. Uh, I know that, you know, things have, have, uh, you know, been criticized a little bit on the promo play and some of that sort of stuff, but people also have to realize how these markets start. And once you get into that, year two, year three type level of, of leveling off, you'll see some real revenue. You'll see the, the, the fan base stick around. You'll see the engagement stick around. Um, you know, my only hesitation with Arizona is you still have a number of tribes out there that, that deserve a piece of this uh, at some point. And, and whether that ever gets adjusted is yet to be seen. But, you know, I think that there's uh, overall, it's been a great market to watch. Uh, you know, the the naysayers that said, oh, Nevada would fall when Arizona went uh, didn't happen um, over the course of time. So, you know, let's talk about it again in a couple of years. And I think you'll see a very stabilized, good market. Uh, that you brought up a good point there. If I remember this legislative session, 2022, there was some legislation introduced to expand uh, some market access points for some of those tribes, right? I don't, I don't believe that that went anywhere, but I think that there was some legislation out there, if I remember. There, there was some legislation. It's going to be hard pressed to get that to to move, uh, only because it's going to require opening up the compact. And once you open that up, you you really don't want to ever open it up again if you don't have to, um, especially with some of the provisions in there. And obviously, uh, in other states like Washington and elsewhere, that you have outside influences besides the tribes. Uh, that want a further piece of gaming, and they're susceptible to to that if you open up that. So, yet to be determined if it ever gets uh, you know fixed in the way I think it should be. But you know, um, there's a lot of states that had they done it differently, uh, uh, they'd be a lot further along. And you know, one of those that I think we want to talk about today is the movement that's coming out of Maryland. It's uh, yeah, finally some movement out of Maryland. I mean, I was I was shocked, but it uh, but uh, okay. So last Friday. The uh, the SWERC said that they're going to start accepting applications for for online sports betting operators. And then as of today, I believe they are now officially. So on September 6th, and I recognize that this podcast is going to come out in the next couple of days. But as of this week, they are uh, the the uh, committee is now accepting applications, if, if I'm correct. Right, Brendan? Correct. Correct. It's uh, it's it's a much needed process over the course of time. Um, this has been one of those markets that you talk to operators and they're like, well, it'll go live at some point in time. And I think everybody was taking their own, uh, 
you know, lines over when it would, what had happened before the Super Bowl, what had happened in 24, 26, just because the whole process had been delayed. Hell, the governor was even complaining about it and got him to move a little bit on the regs uh, earlier this summer, basically saying, what's the holdup, guys? And, you know, this is where, you know, some of the legislation wasn't ideal to start off with, but hopefully uh, the movements this week, you know, transition into getting that market launched from a mobile sense, because we all know when you have mobile in a market, um, it definitely adds, you know, 80 to, you know, percent of it ends up being mobile from the wager side and grows your revenue base. Absolutely. Well, there's no doubt that the real revenue here is going to come from going to come from mobile. And I got to come back to something you said earlier about folks placing wagers on this. And I told you before we started the show that I had a fun one for you. So here, so here it is. I got, I want to place a friendly wager with you, Brandon. I want to buy just a, a, a gentleman's wager between the two of us here. Now, you know that I'm a big Paul Hobbs Pinot fan. Uh, so I like a good glass of wine occasionally. So I want to wager a good bottle of wine says win. Uh, Maryland will launch. And here's my date, December 31. I'll give you the over or the under. You get the first, you get the pick. Uh, I'll, I'll have it. Uh, I'll give it to you. Uh, obviously, a winner take all scenario for a nice bottle of uh, a, a Pinot. What do you think? You want the over or the under on December 31 for Maryland? See, and this is where I hope you don't have inside information because. Uh, no, no, no. This is, oh, no, no, no. This is fully transparent. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to take, as we've seen with Maryland on everything. Bet the over because they haven't gotten a hit a deadline yet. So while the applications are moving, um, while the regs have finally moved a little bit, uh, you know, we're a year behind where we should be on this state. So even if it's J1, um, I'm going to take the over since uh, since you put the line at the 31st. So. Okay, uh, so there it is, folks. You've heard it here. You've heard it here. We have witnesses. Brendan took the over on December 31 for Maryland. Uh, that's a fair wager. You're on my friend. Uh, you know, I, um, I, I hope, uh, I hope that they can launch before that. Although probably if I was in your shoes, I would have taken the over as well, but I gave you the first pick. So, uh, so there you, there you have it. There you have it. So Maryland, we certainly hope will launch before the end of the year. Um, if it doesn't, Brendan's the winner and, uh, either way, those applications are now open and obviously, uh, Maryland's basically an open market. I, I forget how many skins are available. There's a lot. There's a lot of market access points in, in Maryland, if I recall. It's basically an open market, right, Brendan? It, it, it's a completely open market. I think the the it competes number of licenses with the 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 tagline on the bottom and the McDonald's sign over a billion served, whatever there it you is. Go. There you go. Uh, you know, I've lost track of how many licenses are out there and and how they did that. Necessarily not the best way to I mean, you want an open market, you want open competition, but you know, part of the delay has been on how those licenses would get divvied up. And it's only hurt the ability to have a, a fully open and transparent market where the money's been going to Pennsylvania and Virginia and, and Delaware at this point. So it'll be good to keep those uh, in state. Absolutely. Well, it looks like we've reached our, our time. As always, this flies by. It's such a, such a joy uh, to host this with you, Brendan. We always have a lot of fun here and we've got a lot more to come. Obviously, we've got a lot more wagers. We're going to have a lot more fun on this show. So continue to tune in bi-weekly on the uh, World Series of Politics with Brant and Brendan. You've been listening to the World Series of Politics podcast with Brendan Bussman and Brant Iden. We'll be back at the starting line very soon. This has been an IGB production. For the latest news, views, analysis, and data on the global gaming industry, head to iGamingBusiness.com.